0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Having a Chat. My name is Tommy Kasher and today I'm chatting with Laura Sherian. Sunshine co-superstar Laura Sherian. Shez, mate, thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Mate, this one's been a while in the making. There's been a bit it of effort. Really has. <laughs> There's been a bit of effort. I um, got put on to, I guess, having you on the podcast after I had Sam Pullman. And that episode was a while ago. Sam's like, mate, you got to talk to Shares. She's a great chat, got a, got a great story. And then finally we're here. So I appreciate the time and the emails. We've gone back and forward to get to this point.
1: There has been a lot of e- emails, a few cancellations, but we are here.
0: <laughs> mate, I think the first thing I need to do is a congratulations because I've seen you've recently put an Instagram post up buying a block of land
1: as in two minutes ago yeah it finally settled so it's been a long time coming um and yeah finally so josh and i bought a block of land we're about to build again
0: okay so i don't want to delve too deep on it right but uh, josh is your partner yeah yeah okay so you put a hashtag up Oh, yeah. <laughs> can we dive into that? When I was I was walking home from work, <laughs> saw the post, I was like, oh, She's put something up. That's great. I'm just about to chat to her. I'll probably reference whatever this post is. Can you, can you explain yeah. the hashtag for me and for those who it's may a, not have seen it?
1: Well, it's a couple names. So, Longy is Josh's last name is Long. So, he gets called that. And I'm Shez, so we've just joined those together. And it's Schlong, obviously. <laughs> Sch- <laughs> Schlong
0: is the greatest couple name ever.
1: I think so. Josh is not quite on board yet, but he will be once I keep using it.
0: Surely as a bloke in the... As the bloke in the relationship, he would want to own that as the couple nickname. Like that's so much fun. I think
1: so. Yeah, yeah, you should tell him this. I will <laughs> I will tell him after this. Yeah, pass on you my love it.
0: pass on my approval of the couple nickname please. <laughs> okay,
1: great. Tommy still gives it a tick of <laughs> approval.
0: Mate, she has the first question I always roll with is what do you have for breakfast? And I'm really intrigued to hear your answer because cookie I mean, your I guess diet and um, your relationship with food would I guess maybe be quite different to Everyone else has given your experience in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, I love food. Um, But to be honest, my breakfast is pretty boring. It's not that exciting. Like I make homemade muesli and I have that nearly every morning with yogurt and whatever fruit I've got going on. So this morning I had homegrown passion fruit, which is quite exciting. It's the first thing I've actually been able to grow. So, yep. So So, that was my breakfast.
0: Okay, so muesli... (laughs) When you say homemade muesli, how do you make yeah. muesli?
1: Well, I didn't roll my own oats. Yeah, but right. I was um, like, you yeah. the
0: oats? have you got like a crop out the back of a wheat field that you, you just
1: chopped? Imagine. On? Yeah, no. It's a three by three square, so I don't think <laughs> so. Um, but no, so it's my own like toaster muesli that I make. Oh, yeah, you cool. You can check it out on
0: au. Yes, there we go. <laughs> got the plug away early. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess, how would you describe your relationship with food? Because you've previously worked in the food industry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I love hospitality. I love cooking. Um, I'm also a qualified naturopath. Um, So I also love the food as medicine behind food as well. Um, But most, I I really enjoy cooking for people, sharing food with people and that sort of environment around food. And I think um, at the moment, you know, we're getting a bit lost with that. Everyone's pre-preparing meals or buying meals already done and they're missing the process and that's cooking together and eating with people is so important as well as the actual nutritional content
0: in the food. Okay, right. So you're not a big meal prepper then, I'm guessing?
1: No, nah, oh. no. Nah. Or if I do pre-prep like prep meals, I never want them when I've got them anyway. I'm like, I want something else. So there's no point in me prepping them anyway.
0: But how – okay, so – Do you not think that cooking can become a chore though? Like during the week, your lunches for work, I guess it depends on your specific Nepal schedule but I mean anyone who works a nine to five in an office, prepping lunch in the the morning before you go to work, coming home, having to cook dinner, do you think meal prepping has a place?
1: Oh, definitely. Like and I'll meal prep some of my food. Like I might have all my veggies cut up, that sort of thing, ready to go but – the actual prepaid, like pre-made meals, I'm just not a fan of. Where my partner Josh, like he's eaten the same breakfast, I reckon, for the past four years. So he makes oats, um, like overnight oats at the start of the week and then eats them all week the same thing. But I just can't do it. I'm just not, not a fan. But there's definitely a place for it for some people. But you still, it's important to smell the food while it's cooking and then sit and enjoy it with people.
0: Mate. I'm going to bring you in on my lunches, what they've been for the last three weeks. Oh, it's all right. It's so, Hit me with so it. sad. And I just need to lift my lunch game, but I can't get to a point where I want to put in more effort. So my lunch at the moment is six Vita <laughs> with with hummus that I take in oh, a li- yeah? with a little tub. And then yeah. I put um, like pickles in a snaplock bag oh. and I put them on the Vita at work. And then if I have any any hummus left over, I always take a carrot stick to work to clean up the rest of the hummus. And that's what I've had for the last like three, four weeks at work. And everyone's looking at me like, what are you eating? Why are you doing this? And it's like, it's easy. I don't have to prep it. Am I getting any look, nutritional value out of that?
1: You totally are. That doesn't sound too bad at all. And okay, look, you great. had me at pick- pickles. I love pickles. I would sit there and eat a jar, no worries. So, There's
0: such an acquired no taste, but- once yep. I put them on my, um, I have uh, four eggs and two bits of toast after the gym every morning. I put pickles on the bottom of my eggs on toast, and I was like, "This is Good. just a bit tangy." Just great, change it Which up. Which brand?
1: Bit. What brand do you go?
0: For? Oh, actually, I'm going to go and get it out of the fridge and show you.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um, I go for whatever that is: sweet and hot chipotle cucumbers, crinkle cut. So they're little kind of like circular. Yeah ones as opposed they look to the like
1: long the McDonald's ones. Hey. Yeah,
0: and they're nice. Yeah, right. And they're kind of in obviously in water, but in a chipotle sauce with a like chili flakes floating around in there.
1: Yeah, a bit of zing. See, I'm the three threes original all the way. Oh, three threes.
0: My girlfriend yeah. is obsessed with the three threes pickled onions.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm with her there. Yeah.
0: Right, totally. you're a bit of a tangy, zesty kind of gal, aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love pickled stuff. I don't know why. It's so great.
0: Pickled vegetables is kind of like on trend now at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, like everyone loves yeah, adding pickled, pickled veggies to their brunch. I liked it
1: before it was cool though. <laughs> uh, Do you listen to Triple J play. as well? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm all country music. That's all I listen to. Country? <laughs> yeah, that's my jam.
0: Where, you grew up in, was it Druin? No, Gisborne. Gisborne. I did my research and I didn't write it down. Gisborne. Okay, okay. so that's kind of country.
1: Yeah, it's a little way out, but not really. Like, I just love it.
0: Where did your love for country music start?
1: I actually don't know. I think like my mum and my nana used to listen to like a lot of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and that sort of thing and it kind of grew from there and I realised that they're not the only people that sing country music. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I found a few more on Spotify and here I am.
0: <laughs> well, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton is a banger and we'll oh. fill a dance floor whenever it comes on.
1: So true. Anyone who says they don't like it is lying.
0: Oh, Yeah. Big fat the liars. gambler,
1: like you have to love it.
0: <laughs> so true. So Chez, let's switch over to netball, mate. So Okay, all right. You play you played with the Firebirds in 2010. So mm. you would have been ugh, early 20s? Twi-
1: 21. 21.
0: So what was that like when you got the offer to play for the Firebirds as a 21-year-old? ANZ champs.
1: Yeah, it was um so exciting. So before that, I'd been down at the AIS um, playing with the datas, um, And the first year down there, we'd been playing in the Commonwealth Bank Trophy. And then once it changed to ANZ, we moved down into ANL. Um, so it had been a couple of years since I'd had the opportunity to play at that level. And, yeah, super excited um, to step into that. Also, the fact, like, I'd been playing with a few of the girls um, in underage and coming back into that, players like Laura Geitz, that sort of thing, um, Clement Minimum. Um, And then it was rather short-lived, though. (laughs) So it was only a 12-month contract and then wasn't renewed at the end of that year.
0: So did you have feelings during that season that you weren't going to get renewed? Like, did you have the foresight at – you know, 21 years old with your first contract to go, oh, I'm not getting good vibes here?
1: I didn't, but I probably should have looking back. You know, there was opportunities where I definitely could have had more court time and things like that and it wasn't given. So that should have been a sign in itself. Um, throughout the season, it had been said to me that I will never play centre at this level. So that meant there was only one position open up for me to possibly play. Um So there definitely was a signs there. Another one was we had a major injury in the wing attack position. Um, So I think it was Sarah Wall at the time did her knee. So she was our starting wing attack. And instead of me stepping into that role, they moved a goal attack across and then looked for international players to come in. So the signs were definitely there. But at that age, you know, you just want to back yourself and go, no, I can still do this. Um, But things changed and obviously the contract wasn't renewed and, Sometimes things just happen for a reason. Um, There's been lots of positives that have come out of it as
0: well. Okay, so that first year then, 2011, when your contract didn't get renewed, uh, not even the first year right? of 2011, the days, the weeks after your contract didn't get renewed and you walked out of that meeting, what was your headspace like at that point?
1: Well, the thing was there wasn't a meeting either. So that was a difficult thing because I couldn't get my feedback as to why I guess so the teams were meant to be announced I can't remember what day of the week it was anyway the day before um I got a call from the coach at the time saying they've chosen to go in a different direction um a phone call from
0: the coach is all you got
1: yes yeah yeah mate yeah so obviously at and I could have asked the questions at that time on the phone that was that was on me um, but probably didn't get enough feedback and I should have. So I definitely learnt from that. Um, but that also meant that there wasn't much opportunity to look elsewhere. Obviously, teams being announced the next day. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So I guess, yeah, surely it is on you to ask the question at that point in time. But also, yeah. any when anyone's put in that, you know, on the spot kind of position, you just kind of react yeah. naturally and go, oh, okay, all right. You know, in any situation – And then you think afterwards, as soon as you're off the phone call or you walk out of the office, you're like, why didn't I say this, this, and this? Or why didn't I do this?
1: Oh, for sure. And I'm the sort of person like wears my heart on my sleeve. So I was choked up. I couldn't say anything, to be honest. Um, So definitely on me to ask the questions. And I would say that to anyone in the same position now, like find the guts at the time to ask why so that you get something um, and some feedback from it.
0: Okay. So what were your initial thoughts of what you were going to do next after that phone call?
1: Um, I went straight to kind of, okay, what's next then? Um, took a day or two to kind of talk through it with my mum and my family at the time and um, look, knew that I couldn't look elsewhere in Australia. Um, but you know, put a few feelers out to New Zealand teams and things like that. I think that year, I can't remember, to be honest, I think it was too late for everything. Um, Then I decided I'd obviously play A&L again um, and State League in Queensland and keep going, that I wasn't ready to not play netball, that's for sure. Um, I also remember at the time my sister, she... She can pretty be pretty straightforward. That's for sure. And she was like, "Oh, I think it's good." And I was like, "Um, excuse me." So her name's Laurie. Yeah. I'm Laura. She's Laurie. Ridiculous, I know, but um, <laughs> mum, was like, "I've just pushed out a kid. I will call it whatever I want." So yeah, we've got Laurie and Laura. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. okay, so that, we'll touch on like, that later. I don't want to yeah, interrupt we'll too. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and um, so Laura was like, I actually think it's a good thing. And I was like, why? Obviously through my tears. Um, and she's like, well, you weren't enjoying it anyway. You weren't happy and I've never seen you not enjoy your netball. So maybe it's actually a good thing that someone's forced you to make a change because, um, you know, this isn't going to work out for you like this and you're not happy and that's not what netball's about for you. And, um, at the time I was like, well, that's brutal, um, <laughs> but it's probably actually real, it's like really stuck with me what she said. And so the focus throughout those years was to, you know, find that enjoyment back in my netball. I remember why, why I love it so much. And I think that was a massive thing that kept me going and wanting to, I guess, get another contract.
0: Do you think during that year she was right in the sense that you weren't loving it?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. It was not, i and totally not on the club or the girls or anything like that. It was just the pressure that I was putting on myself, not enjoying the environment I was in. And also, I think I wasn't living in the moment. I was always looking for something more and trying to prove myself to everyone when really I just needed to, you know, get back to the basics, enjoy the netball, enjoy the environment and the opportunity that I was in. So you
0: were... From Victoria originally, you then played yep. for the datas and then you were in Queensland. Did you stay in Queensland for those six years after playing for the Firebirds in 2010?
1: Yeah, so I was born in Victoria. I moved to Canberra when I was about uh, 12, I would say, with my family for a couple of years. And then parents work up in Queensland, moved up there and did all my development in Queensland as in oh, and okay, right. under, 19 and under, that sort of thing. Um, then went to Canberra back to Queensland stayed there for the 6 years
0: yeah okay so the 6 years you were playing ANL yeah what's the Queensland AL team called fusion fusion right okay yeah so then you obviously were playing with girls who were in the firebird squad that were coming down i'm sure there would have been countless times where you trained with the firebirds and yep. had match play against them every time that was happening were you like i'm still good enough to play I um, um,
1: yes and no, I think like going into, so I was invited into quite a few training sessions still as an extra for match play and things like that. Um, especially in the first couple of years. And I think at the time it was just like the fact I was getting myself through the door, um, was a win for me because it was really hard to walk back in there into that environment. Um, when it was something that I wanted to be in so badly, um, But at the same time, I knew I had to do it. I needed to be playing and training against this level if I wanted to get back into it. And to be honest, yeah, I backed myself the whole time that I knew I could if I was given the opportunity and I knew that I was ready physically and probably mentally better than ever before um, if the opportunity did come up.
0: So what did life look like? I know it would be hard to summarise it six years yep. of life into an answer, but what did life look like for you in those six years? You were working a job at Flannery's up there yep. in in Queensland. You were playing A&L. Yep. Was the dream always to get back or were you just kind of, you know, still playing a because that's where your talent took you and just working full time and that was what that was?
1: No, it was definitely I wanted to get back. Um, no doubt about that, that I wanted to play in National League again. And, um, but I think I also found a lot of balance um, in those six years um, in terms of work, life. Netball kind of balance, and you know, I, I finished my uni degree. I had more time to spend with family and friends, and also found my partner Josh. And um, I think that balance is <laughs> where it was Actually, he? makes me a better athlete. He was in Queensland, yeah, just right. Around, <laughs> yeah, right. <You>
0: just <laughs> yeah. found him one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, friend of a friend.
0: <laughs> classic, classic <laughs>
1: we were, story. We were good friends, and then we turned into more than friends, and now we've bought two houses. So yeah, now and now you know how it happened.
0: Now you're the schlong. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, yeah exactly, hashtag <laughs> Um Yeah, so I think I, at the same time I wanted to make sure that if the opportunity came up I was ready for it. So there was a lot of training by myself. There was a lot of cold calls and emails sent out to people that were very awkward um, but <laughs> I knew I had to do it. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned and if I got to whatever age and was like, okay, I'm not going to get there. At least I knew I personally had done everything I could, and it just wasn't meant to be.
0: So when you say awkward, like phone calls and emails, were you literally just calling ANZ coaches and you know high performance managers at the time, saying, "Hey, I played with the Firebirds a little while ago. Look at my tapes. <laughs> Come watch me play."
1: Yeah, literally, (laughs) that's what I would do. And it's not like a comfortable thing for me to do. And sometimes you can't get like the coach's email. So you'd have to ring like a high performance manager or a CEO or something, whoever you could kind of um, get their number or email. And I'd usually have like a little spill ready to go. But the awkward one was like, they're like, oh, who is it? Who, so who are you? And I'd be Uh... like, I'd have to explain it again. And I'd be like, oh, this is, this is not looking good for this
0: one. (laughs) Did you ever contemplate, When they said, sorry, who is it? Were you ever contemplating going, don't worry about it, all good?
1: (laughs) Well, pretty much. I'd be like, okay, I'll send you through an email. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll attach like the link to my footage, that sort of thing. Um, But I think like for for athletes coming through, you've just got to do it. Like it might be, they might remember it a couple of years later and be like, oh, that's that girl that sent that email and – which is kind of what happened with Lightning at the same time. Like, well, it's the equivalent
0: of happened. like young kids putting themselves out there to get experience in, you know, whatever industry it might be, interning, that kind of stuff. Like you've got to put yourself out there and be willing yeah. to do stuff for free, train as an extra, training to be an extra body, to get your yeah. face in front of the right people, to have your foot in the door and to make the connections you need, that when they need you and they can see how valuable you actually are to their business or club... They go, oh, actually, we really can't deal without them now.
1: That's so true. That is so true. Like even I remember one time I'd booked my own flights over to New Zealand to play in a tournament. I can't even remember what tournament it was or what team I was playing for, but it would have been maybe two or three years after um, my first year with Firebirds. And I'd gone into a training session the week before with Firebirds And they'd had an injury and offered me to come as a replacement player that weekend. And I'd already booked the flats to New Zealand, but ended up cancelling them and going with the Firebirds as a replacement player. And I always thought afterwards, I was like, I don't know if I made the right choice then. Like, obviously, I didn't get on court, nothing like that. But I don't know, sometimes I think you just got to take a bit of a leap. And I always thought maybe I should have taken that one instead.
0: That's interesting, like a sliding doors moment, like what would have happened if you did go to New Zealand and there was scouts over there or someone from, you know, the Canterbury Tactics had have seen how you were going.
1: Yeah, who knows? And even just experiencing a different style of play over there might have been where I actually fit in because I think it's massive about like looking at the environment that you're putting yourself in, um, whether that's which team you're playing for in State League, whatever it is, but it's got to be one that suits your unique qualities and um, I think that's what, that's something that I kind of learnt as well through that time that like you've got to put yourself in the right environment and get what you need from the environment that you're in.
0: Okay, so towards the end of 2016, is that when you got the call to join the Lightning?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was, um, I just moved jobs and was managing a health food store um, as a head naturopath and I was in my office and I remember seeing an international call come up on my phone and I was like, oh, it's probably Telstra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll just answer it. And then I heard this crazy Kiwi on the other end and I was like, I don't know who this lady is. And the next thing, because Knowles didn't even introduce herself, she was just like, oh, so you know, we're wanting to offer you a contract with the Lightning. And I was like, That's
0: how she started the phone call?
1: Yeah, well, I think there was a bit more intro, but she literally didn't say her name. Like, <laughs> like I don't know who this lady is, but I was like, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so I, um, yeah. So, what were the days like directly after that phone call? Did you well, take um, your work uniform off, throw it out, throw it on the floor, being like, I'm out, see you well, guys?
1: Pretty much, to be honest, I rang, like, the CEO. I was like, mate, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. And they were super excited for me. Like, they'd seen um, what I'd been doing over the years. Like, I'd been there for that six or seven years already at um, with that company. Yep. Um, And they knew the hard work that I'd put in. So, they were super excited for me. But so was my family. Like, poor Josh had just – so, Josh had just moved in with myself and my mum. So he moved into mum's place whilst we were saving for a deposit for another place and I was like, all right, Josh, well, I'm off to the Sunshine Coast so you can stay here and live with my mum by
0: yourself. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> How he was there for a few months. Like, he was so funny. <laughs> Poor guy.
0: How is his relationship uh, with your mum now?
1: So good. Like, they're both awesome. They're fine. And mum works at a boarding school so... She wasn't home very often. Oh, I thought you meant like she runs a
0: tight ship. Like he had to shape up or ship out.
1: Far from it. Far from it. It was like he was there sometimes, mum was there sometimes, very rarely there at the same time.
0: So, yeah. Okay, so what I like is that every player is sort of recognised as the number you debuted for that team. Yeah. So Steph Wood's number one at the Lightning, is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you find it kind of not nice. I My day's been rubbish and my brain isn't working enough to think of the smart <laughs> word that I want to use. Serendipitous isn't the word either. Do you find it fitting that when you did get your contract, your number was 10, given that yep. you'd toiled away, you'd made all these calls. And then when you did get your crack again, they were like, yep, last spot on the list, even though yep. you know, it might not have actually panned out that way. No, but it
1: literally was. I was literally the last was, one contracted. Mate, I was yeah. trying to
0: give you a bit of credit. I didn't want to be like, oh, you were the last one they wanted.
1: No, I know. We, I was literally the last one contracted. Um, but still, I figure 10 is fine. I'm happy but, with that. But do you know honest. what I mean? I Did you find really it fitting
0: happy. at all that like you'd gone through all this one and you got, you know, I mean, what would number seven mean to you? Would that mean anything? But given they had 10 that they could contract and they were like, yep, yep. you're the last one. After all the years you've toiled away.
1: Yeah, it's quite funny because quite like throughout my career it's happened quite regularly that I've been called in at the last minute to things. Like even um, my first year at the AIS, um, it was a week before the girls were going down there because I remember Laura Geitz was going back. Um, She was one of my mates and that sort of thing. And then I got a call and you know, offering me a contract and then they were like, someone said no and someone else said no <laughs> and here you go. And I was like, cool, I'll be there. Um, so I think like it's just how it happens for some people and um, I'll take it whenever it comes. I don't care. <laughs> That's
0: the attitude. Did they really need to tell you that this person didn't take it and that person didn't take it? Were you like, you gotta just...
1: Well, it was more like word of mouth. I knew like <laughs> right. someone else had been offered, someone had been injured, someone else said no and then, well, it was quite funny because I hadn't even made the 21-under Queensland team that year. Um, so I hadn't gone to the underage nationals But for 21s, but I'd gone for under-17s top age, it must have been. So I'd made 21s bottom age, 17s, so I was only 16, and then didn't make it the following year and that's when they kind of select it. Right. No, It must have been, sorry, I made it the top age 17s, didn't make it bottom age 19s for the
0: 21s. Yeah, right. And so okay. I handed
1: made to the 21 and under nationals, then got um, an opportunity to go to the AIS, um, got to hang out at one of the 21 and under Australian camps, and then Lisa Alexander put me in the squad. And, um, yeah, so it was like it happens all the time, I think, in my career, and it's just just one of those moments again. <laughs>
0: Do you think people under – this is going to be such a simplistic way to look at it, but do you think you get underestimated because of your size? Like I know it doesn't uh, matter too much in netball, but
1: – Yeah, possibly. I mean I mean, size has always been something that people have asked me about, but I it's never worried me in my life, to be honest. I've never thought about it um, that, oh, I'm too small to do that or uh, that move or anything. Um, I think – You obviously, I might do things differently because of my height, but it's, you do things differently because you're tall as well. Like it's just what it is. Yep. And, 167 um, club. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Five centimeters above average. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, for me, it's never an issue, but I'm sure it probably has been, um, for others in the past and even. Um, when I was slighter, less muscle mass, that sort of thing, that was definitely something that was mentioned a few times. And I was like, that's fine. That's something I can change. I'm happy to take that feedback on board, build more muscle mass. That's something I can do. Um, but saying, giving me my height as feedback is nothing I can change. So I'll always question that. I'll be like, no, that doesn't help. I can be able to jump higher. I can move faster, whatever you want. But just saying you're too short is not good feedback.
0: You mentioned muscle mass there. Who was throwing around more weights in the gym, you or um, Laura Langman?
1: Oh, Laura Langman for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Laura Langman. She's a bull, hey. Yeah, she's very impressive. And I think it's her skill in the gym that's also impressive. So it's not just like she's moving weight. She's doing complex um, kind of exercises and stuff, which is really impressive.
0: Who would you back in a... Not I was going to say not physical, but like a physical wrestling match, but not ooh. injuring. Would you, th- Liz Watson or yep. Laura Langman? Laura this Langman. L- oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yep. What about yep. Th- what if we threw Jamie wanted, Lee Price? Like,
1: oh, what- it's hard though. That's a hard one. No, I'd still go loss.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. You've yep. had you've had a, you've seen her exposed form, like you've seen yep. her up close and personal, so you know what she's capable of.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, right now she'd probably beat Liz with her injury, obviously.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How disappointing, though. Like, season-ending injuries are just so shit. I understand oh. that, you know, while some other teams might look at it and go, oh, well, at least we don't have to play Liz every week. We play the Vixens. But for the sport, it's so – and one of the girls from your team recently yeah. –
1: Ash uni. Yeah, I think it, it's devastating and I don't actually think other teams think like that at all. Like we want to play the best and on the day and we want them all to be there and physically well and beat them like that. You never want to beat a team because they've got injuries or um, people unwell or anything. So, yeah, I think it's disappointing for all Suncoast Super Netball and obviously um, the Diamonds not having her possibly for later tours in the year. Um and yeah, Ash uni, we were 90 seconds into a preseason match last week um oh. against the Giants. And she'd already like got two tips in 90 seconds. She was she's been doing awesome at training, um, really coming along great. And then boom, no one around her, just a change of direction, ACL injury.
0: Mate, it's a cruel sport, isn't it, Nepal? Oh. Injury the force you're putting through your bodies and like especially your ankles and knees. Ugh, it's just not good. To Definitely,
1: hear. who would do it, right? <laughs>
0: I know, <laughs> I know, mate. Your, your diamonds date. So obviously, SSN started twenty seventeen, then twenty nineteen. You were playing for the Diamonds. What What was that like?
1: Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That was um, yeah, getting that call from Lisa, um, saying that I wasn't just you know coming on a training camp or anything. I was actually in a touring squad. Um, was such a special moment for me, and I enjoyed every moment of that tour. Um, whether I would have stepped on court or not, it was the best experience um, great bunch of girls, great environment to be a part of, and I learned a lot, but then when you know the opportunity came to actually be on the court, um, yeah, that was something very special that I thought would never happen. I wanted it to happen thought it might never happen
0: How emotional were you? When you were telling your family that you were going to be going on the tour and playing with the Diamonds?
1: Well, I had to actually um, stop and send a message to my mum because she couldn't understand what I was saying because I was that emotional. Um, She's like, Laura... Laura Jane, I don't understand what you're saying. You're going to have to calm down. Is everything okay? And I was like, oh, no, it's a good thing, Mum. It's a good thing.
0: So you were just in tears that much and you were sobbing and she literally couldn't understand what you were saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That yeah. is amazing. What did, did she call you back after you text her?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and ca- once I'd calmed down, I was good. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> And then I was, like, laughing hysterically. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here?
0: <laughs> Just emotions, mate. Who really knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> did you watch the Diamonds recent series against the Silver fans?
1: Yeah, for sure. My mate Cars was in there and um, she did so well, her debut. We were all so excited for her at the Lightning and um, – yeah, I think great things are to come for her.
0: She just fitted in seamlessly, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she's a smart cookie um, and she will read the game really well and who she's playing with and can adjust. And um, Yeah, we were super proud to see her out there.
0: So do you, as a Lightning group, did you all like get together and watch it or do you normally always pay attention to the Diamonds games because realistically all of you could be there. Well, the majority of you who are Australian in your team, could be there for the next year. Yeah, tour.
1: definitely. And I think um, whenever they play New Zealand, like, we love Knowles, So we're going to to watch how she coaches. And I still, like, every time I see her, I get excited and, um, you know, pinch myself that I had the opportunity to have her coach me and the team that I've been a part of. And um, so, yeah, definitely – But it's just, you know, we love netball at the end of the day so we're going to watch good netball and um, what's better than Australia versus New Zealand, that's for sure.
0: How good of a name, just a sidetrack here, is Ann Ekanasio. If that's not the best name (laughs) in the world.
1: So true. And she's like so awesome too.
0: Yeah, true. But like I just wanted to focus on the name because I didn't want to, I just want to drill down on her skills.
1: I was impressed you could even say it, get it out. In one sentence.
0: <laughs> well, I had to Google her name, do my netball googles, to figure out that Amelia Ann is actually one word.
1: One word, yeah. I thought
0: it was Amelia and her maiden
1: hyphen. Oh no, and her maiden name was Wells, so it was like super easy. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Ekinasio, yeah. great name. It yeah. sounds like because Echin-
1: she's a Queenslander originally. Is she? Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah.
0: And like Echinaceo yeah. sounds like Echinacea. That's like a naturopath thing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> totally. Yep. Is it? Fights the cold and
0: flus. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I'm not even making that up. Speaking <laughs> of being a naturopath, Chez, let's talk about Chez's Kitchen. Tell me about that. Yeah. Where'd that okay, start? So
1: Chez's Kitchen kind of started, I think, the first year with lightning and I had more opportunity to kind of get in the kitchen and cook and that sort of thing. And I've always loved it, come up with my own recipes, had my own own little cookbook and that sort of thing that I use and change things and um, always been in the kitchen when I was a kid with my nan and my mom and love food. But it was an opportunity to kind of create a platform and share my food and recipes and love of cooking with people. And I guess the main reason behind it is to get people back in the kitchen enjoying food together and, and kids cooking with family and that sort of thing as well. And yeah, so that's kind of where it grew from.
0: So where are you looking at taking it? I guess.
1: Um, that is a great question. So Shez's kitchen goes kind of wherever it wants to go, (laughs) um, or wherever someone wants to take it. Um, eventually I'd love to open up my own cafe. Nice. Um, up here on the sunny coast and, and maybe a restaurant mm-hmm. later on. Um, but at the moment, I'm just doing bits and pieces for Canara and Fl- Flannery, who I used to work for. So I'm um, creating content, which is an awesome opportunity because they, you know, tell me, they give me a list of rest of, of, con- of food that they want me to use. And then I get to make stuff up with it. So it's it's a cool opportunity to get creative in the kitchen and that sort of thing. Um, Bits and pieces have come up with the lightning as well. Like um, Throughout COVID, we did Chez's Pantry Challenge. Um, So people would send in random things that are in their pantry and then I'd have to make something from it. And it eventuated into um, Sam and Ash from Hot 91 and stuff coming on and cooking with me. So it was really awesome. And bits and pieces like that come up.
0: Do you remember the show... Aristos surprise chef. No. Oh, mate. So Aristos was a chef and he would go to like Coles or whatever and he would pick a random yeah. person in the supermarket with a trolley and he'd go, Cool, I'm coming to your house tonight and we're going to cook oh, dinner with this. I you.
1: have seen it. Yes. You, I love it.
0: You should pick a different lightning player each week. Go over and you've got to make something with whatever's in their cupboard. That would be fun. I
1: want to. I want to pick a random, and I know what's <laughs> in all their cupboards. That's true. <laughs> that would be boring. I want to find someone random in the supermarkets of the sunny coast. <laughs>
0: Mate, get the sunny coast digital content team onto that.
1: Yeah, how fun! I'm keen, and even Ready, Steady, Cook. Do you yes, remember that? Yes. And it'd be like it's capsicum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my go-to if I was ever homesick from school.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was on at like 12 p.m. or something. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Daytime TV, bloody great.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so how are we feeling about the lead up to this season?
1: Actually, I'm super excited. Um, So we're in that stage of pre-season probably a couple of weeks ago where we were just like itching to get on court and play lots of games and Lightning is really good at managing that, like holding us back and getting us super excited to be on court so that when we hit – Um, practice matches and things like that we're just so excited to get out there um, after all the hard work we've done and I think this week for us really has clicked we've got into like the finer details of center pass attack setup and center pass d setup and um, I think the new additions to our team have been awesome as well and Kate and Mahalia and obviously Ash until last week when she did her knee um, they've all been doing awesome and um, it's just really exciting Um, They bring something really unique to our team and our club. And I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a great start to the
0: season. So I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask this, but what's Carla Pretorius (laughs) like off the court? Because as a Vixen supporter, I'm sure 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 she's lovely, right? I'm sure she's lovely. I've got nothing against Carla. But (laughs) off the court, I'm sure. But on the court, she's so tough. And I just want to know, what's her personality like off the court? Because I can't get a read on it.
1: She's like the kindest person and she's quite um, quiet. If she has something to say, she says it and everyone listens. Like um, she's very respected in our club and, and she's quite like um, wise, I guess, with what she says at times. But then she'll come out with some one, one-liners that are absolute crackers. Um, so, she's yeah, she's quite funny as well. But if you give her a coffee, you will win her over. So
0: Right. What's her coffee of coffee. choice?
1: Oh, look, she's, I think she's a latte, okay. skinny latte. Yep.
0: And I just want to clarify, I've got nothing against Carla Pretorius, but when you're watching sport, there are people from an opposition team that you might <laughs> like less than others. And I think really, if anything, it's a compliment because she's yeah. very, very yep. good.
1: Well, I th- always think I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad she's on my team. Not yeah. Like another team. Because she will whip out an intercept whenever we need it. Like, literally, you'd be like, come on, color. Come on, and she'll just come out of nowhere and get it. So yep. I can see why people would hate her.
0: Yeah, okay, great, good. You've made me feel yeah. better because I didn't want people to listen yeah. and go, Oh, he said this. it's like, no, like, let's all do you know
1: what? Why doesn't she come on on your chat next week,
0: mate? Great, okay, let's do let's, it.
1: Let's get that happening. All right, get to we know Carla
0: Pretorius happen. on having a chat. <laughs> yeah, 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 All right, share. So we've come to this point of the podcast, my last two questions, what is something, Laura Sherrion, that no one would yep. know about you?
1: Um, I actually, I carry a dog car seatbelt, like in my car, just in case I find a stray. <laughs> oh my God,
0: that is the best big call. I'm sorry, not big call. oh my yeah. God, that's the best thing that no one would know. Why? Can we unpack that a little bit? Do you have a dog?
1: No, I don't and I desperately want one. Like I'm not willing to steal one so don't worry Sunshine Coast people. I'm not out to find your dogs. But I will will help it if I find it, you know, and redirect it back to its home. But I think deep down this is saying I need a dog. So everyone tell Joshy Long, my partner, that a
0: dog is needed. Joshy Long isn't on board for a dog?
1: Well, not yet. He will be eventually. I think once our house is built, um, we don't have much of a backyard in this place. Right. So I okay. think he's being all like practical and <sighs> you know he's classic. Not ready for a dog. Classic Josh. Um, I know, classic Josh. Um, but I will puppy sit at any time. So I swear I've already had three different dogs this year. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm the lightning's um, dog sitter.
0: How? Um, oh, yeah. I have. I'm seen sounding that. sounding. I have seen I'm standing that. I'm
1: really desperate right now. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs>
0: How often do people get in your car, see the dog, you know, seatbelt collar thing and they're like, but you yeah. don't have a dog. What's that?
1: Well, I keep it in like the little side <laughs> bit <laughs> of my door. You're ashamed
0: of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's easily accessible there as well. Yeah, like. true.
0: If you quickly yeah. need to jump out and run, it's there.
1: Like seriously, it happens so often. Like a couple of times... Josh has been like, no, you just got to let it go to find its way back home. I'm like, I'm not leaving a dog no out by itself, but Carmel will get you and I'll make him get out and run <laughs> after this dog and be like half an hour of running around and be like, this is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh, Shez. We need to make, maybe a GoFundMe, like a Shez's dog.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> convince Josh, that's what we need to do Make it happen And I even like, I watch all the pages of those like adoption pages yep. Or rescue dogs on um, Facebook And I'm just like tagging, <laughs> tagging, tagging Josh every time I'm like, look, it's a great day and this would be perfect <laughs>
0: <laughs> For our three by three metre backyard Yeah, exactly <laughs> Again, um, here's the
1: practical one
0: <laughs> Shares, mate, have you got a big call for me?
1: Oh, it's like more of just a weird thing that I do Okay, that people could judge me on.
0: Yep. So
1: I can't touch the floor before I get into bed. So like I have to jump off either like it can just be a jumper or something on the floor or I prefer a pillow and (laughs) I jump into my bed like a little leap. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so when you say pillow, is that like one of it, like a lot of decorative pillows that you may have on your bed before you go to sleep, and you'll put that on the floor, and then you're stepping from the floor onto the pillow, and then you can get into
1: bed. Yeah. Well, it's become more of a routine. Like the pillow, just I always just put it there.
0: Yeah. And.
1: I don't know whether it started like being scared of something under the bed or maybe someone grabbed my ankle, you know, (laughs) something like that. But I don't know the reason for it. I just do it.
0: That is Um, a big call. (laughs) Yeah. So the last thing you touch before you get into bed just can't be the floor.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what about if you're on an away trip and you're, you know, staying in a hotel? Same thing. You'll lay out clothes.
1: Well, it might just—I might just happen to be where I've dropped my jumper or
0: something. Yeah, okay. Like yeah.
1: I don't make it obvious. I don't want to freak everyone out. <laughs> like,
0: well, it's probably a bit late for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Why does no one want a room with me? I don't <laughs> understand.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, Laura Sharyn, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been such a really fun chat. And look, silver lining—I mean, uh, can you get a silver lining out of something that was already really good? Like what? what well, we the, I was going to say the silver lining out of this is we've got Carla Pretorius <laughs> next yes. week. Yes. But like yes. normally you say silver lining when something bad's happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> An added bonus is what I should have said. Added yeah, bonus yeah. of this chat.
1: <laughs> we will make this happen and you will love Carla I've, as much as I love Carla. <laughs> I
0: have no doubt. And i will be booking flights from Newcastle up to the Sunshine Coast for round one.
1: Yes, do it. Who oh no, don't do that because oh, okay. we're not here. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're in Melbourne. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, Vixens or Collingwood. Uh Collingwood. Yeah, nice. Okay, you. Yeah,
1: Collingwood, you, then Vixens, both in Melbourne.
0: Two two road trips.
1: Yeah, controversial. Yep. It's all right. Some, I don't mind. It'll be do us good. We didn't have many road trips last year. <laughs> that's so, true. You know. Actually,
0: you deserve the road trips. I take that back.
1: Yeah, we should. We should road trip.
0: <laughs> Laura, Sherry, and mate, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so open and thanks for having, um, having fun with me. But Laura, Sherry, and thank you so much for having a chat.
1: Yeah, thanks very much for having me. It was heaps of fun.